Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. In the promised land, and then it goes on in verse 2 and says this, only that. In other words, for this reason alone, only that the generations of the children of Israel might know to teach them war at least such as before, knew nothing of it. I want to speak to you today about obstacles in your life and in your world. Everybody will have them. Every single one of us are facing them. I have them. You have them. Some of them are internal. They're in our thought life or in our character, something we want to build, we want to strengthen. Maybe they're in our circumstance life. There's something outside of us. Maybe it's a job, a finance issue. Maybe it's in our body, it's a health issue. For many of us, they will be in our relationship life. The part of us that's connected to others and we're going, I just don't know what to do with that. I feel like I'm pressing up against a brick wall. But I want you to know from this scripture there that obstacles aren't God judging you or testing you, but they can be God wanting to grow you. He said he didn't put them there to punish Israel. He didn't put them there because he wasn't sure what they were like. But he allowed them there only that this generation that had never been through previous conflict or obstacles or difficulties might learn. Why would God want us to learn how to fight? Well, I believe it's because strength, fundamentally, strength comes as a result of growth. That is so basic and so obvious, but often we miss it. We don't kind of get the idea that strength is not a gift that God gives. It's not like one day you're weak and the next day you wake up and it's all beautiful. Most often in life, strength comes as a result of growth in our life. Speaking of strength, let me show you a little clip of a guy who certainly has developed amazing strength in his life. Watch this clip with me and I'll be back in a minute. Come on! Go! Move! 
Is that amazing or what? I don't know about you, but I'll watch that and I can scarcely believe that it actually happened, that a human being could pull that incredible amount of weight. I don't know about you, but it was the last five seconds or so where they show you all the back of the trailer. And I'm thinking, at first I thought it was a prime mover and I thought that was impressive enough. But then I see he's pulling the whole thing, prime mover and trailer. Now, I don't know this guy. I don't know how tall he is. I don't know how heavy he is. I don't know where he grew up. I know almost nothing about this guy. But one thing I can guarantee you is that that man never started out pulling a prime mover and trailer, a tractor trailer for those of you that are in the States. No, he started out by pulling something probably a bit more like this. Remember this when you're a little kid pulling along, your little pull along? We all started with that. You know what the difference between him and me is? That I started out pulling one of these and I never graduated. I never went beyond it. I never said, you know what? My dream is to pull a semi-trailer, a massive truck, just with muscle power alone. And so I kept on staying with practically, you know, the small stuff. The truth is that almost all strength comes as a result of growth. You begin with something smaller and build up. And I'm not telling you something you don't know. Hello, hi, by the way, to Jill and Tim Yanucci, to Jonathan and Mary Lou Ranolo. I know those guys, they're pretty big into CrossFit. And, and matter of fact, I think Jonathan, I think, and Tim were age champions for CrossFit last year. And uh, I look at them and they're so buff and cut and strong. And Jill is like, wow, doing some amazing stuff. But I know that there was a day where they first went along to the gym, when they first decided, I want to build up that part of strength. And I'm imagining that the very first day, it seemed like it was actually beyond them. It was incredibly difficult. See, I want to give you this today. Please remember it, write it down, record it in some way or other. All strength comes from persistence against resistance. Again, let me say it to you again. All strength comes from persistence against resistance. God doesn't send the problems, but neither does He also always instantly remove them from our life. I remember as a young boy coming home, saying to my mum with my homework and saying, Mum, it's too hard. Mum, I can't. Mum, I don't know the answer. Well, if my mum had been not as wise a parent as she was, she could have said, here, give it to me, I'll do it. She could have written down the answers or let me copy them into my homework book and I would have come home the next day with a 10 out of 10 mark from the teacher. And I would have had success, but I would have had success without character. I would have had success without strength. And I might have even been able to fudge all my way through school like that. But there would have come a day when my lack of persistence against resistance. Isn't it true that almost all school is about encountering the unknown? Isn't it right? You go to uni, 
and, and you kind of think you know stuff because you graduated year 12 and then they drop you in the deep end and you discover how little you actually know about everything? Well, I believe that God is a wise parent and He's not about to take your homework and do it for you. Rather, God goes, you know what? Let me help you break it down. My mum would say to me if it was 85 plus 17, and I'm in year two or three. They give you that in year three? I can't remember. But anyway, let's say it was year three. 85 plus 17. Mum, I don't know what the answer is. It's 102, by the way. But if I didn't know the answer, mum would have said, right, Jeff, what's five plus seven? I said, I don't know, mum, because I only got five fingers. On each hand, that's only 10. She says, take your shoes off. So I go, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Take my shoes off and go, one, two, 12. Mum, the answer's 12. She would have said, all right, put down the two. Carry the one. Do you still carry in maths? I don't know. And then she would have said, what's eight plus one? Nine. What's the other one? 10. Write down 10. What's the answer? 102. See, my mum was wise. She wanted to help me grow in maths. And so she never gave me the answer. She helped me solve the problem. A life without problems. Oh, look, please, I understand when you preach a message like this, I fully understand some people are facing problems that are so massive and they have no idea. They, they would say, no, you got it wrong. These are impossible. But I'd love you to come back with me and hear again the words of Jesus. He said, everything's possible with God. I don't know what you're facing right now. I do know this, that there's nothing sadder than that a person who never develops any strength at all. They spend all their life just pulling this along. And one day when something much larger turns up, they're left saying to themselves, it's too big. Can I encourage you? This message today is about saying whatever's in front of you now, start building strength. Strength comes from persistence against resistance. In the face of impossibilities, Jesus always spoke about faith. What does that tell you? That no matter what He was facing, no matter how serious it looked, even though often that's the last thing we want to be told, is come on, let's believe. But in the face of impossibility, Jesus always spoke about faith. Why? Because faith is the something I can always do. Faith is the one thing, no matter what I face, I can always choose to believe God. Maybe it's the last thing that I want to hear. But in the face of impossibility, Jesus spoke about faith. Earlier this week, I recorded an interview with someone I admire. I admire them. Well, they're certainly successful. You'll hear about that in a minute. But it's perhaps to me, the thing I admire the most is that they began life, well, with a mountain of impossibilities. Look, I won't tell you the story. I'll let them tell it to you in a minute. I'll be back after this interview. Let's go to it now. I'm here today with my very good friend, Jan Green. Jan has a Bachelor of Arts uh, with a double major in history and politics. 
including an honours year, by the way, in history. She also has a Bachelor of Arts in Ministry and above all of that as well, uh, studied for a Bachelor of Arts in Missions as well. Not only that, but Jen's been a part of Metro Church for 27 years, for which she definitely deserves a medal for having been here under my leadership for that long. Well done, Jan. Uh, lots of our Metro Church family would know that Jan served in Metro Kids, our children's ministry, for the past 20 years. But then even more recently than that, Jan has been really the brains, the researcher, uh, and the writer behind our online discipleship program, something we're very proud of and are so pleased to offer. It's completely free. And if you want to know more about that, go to the website. Uh, it's all up there and it's free for you. And Jan's the lady behind all of that. So welcome, Jan. Great to have you here. Thank you. Now, Jan, let's get right to the chase. You were born with some fairly significant physical limitations. Now, your limitations aren't you. But if you wouldn't mind, just for the sake of everyone's understanding, would you tell us about what those are and how they've affected you? Um, Mum had rubella during her third month of pregnancy when she was carrying me. And as a result of that, I was born with virtually no vision. I've only got about 10%, so I'm legally blind. I was born with a heart condition, which was fixed, but there are still ongoing problems with that. And then late, um, later in life, I developed diabetes when I was about 16. Oh, and I have a problem, cerebral palsy in my right foot. So all of that makes life very interesting. I know a lot of people, Jan, who wouldn't use the adjective interesting uh, to describe a life like that. Well done. Uh, I've never asked you this question before, but I've thought it. I really want to ask you simply, with all that you've done, despite all the physical limitations that have been there all your life, if you don't mind me asking, why didn't you just give up? Um, I think giving up was never in my nature to begin with. And on top of that, I became a Christian when I was very young. So having, having a personal relationship with Jesus has made me a very strong person. And because God's had my back for all of my life, I've just kept going. I've just kept dreaming. I, stopping isn't a word that I would use. So I just keep going with what God's given me to do. I find that remarkable because even though you say it so matter-of-factly, you're like, well, because I have a personal relationship with Jesus, but I've met numbers of people who blame God for their issues, their problems. And you have taken the opposite view entirely and gone, but look at the opportunities God has given me. Uh, that's a, a, quite a shift in perspective. I think it's, you know, it, it, for me, what I've done is that every time I've had a challenge or that door hasn't opened for me, I've just kept praying about it. I've just kept bothering God until it happened. Jen, I remember you telling me this would have to be a dozen years ago or maybe more. Uh, a long time ago, you came to me and said, I feel that God has given me the ministry or the gift of teaching. And I said, well, but what does that look like? Because it's not always on a platform. And to see the way then your teaching gift 
has had expression in kids' ministry where you've taught the kids and been a, a great big sister to them as well. But now with the online discipleship where you've brought your intellectual rigor and focus to presenting uh, Bible truth in a way that people who've had very little church background are able to get it and see it has been pretty remarkable. So I, I take your point about not giving up because God has bigger things in store. And, you know, I still believe that. I mean, I'm now 60 and not getting any younger, but I still believe God has bigger things for me to do. <laughs> well, Jan, uh, look, I've got to keep going with this message, but on behalf of everybody, the thousands of people that you are a blessing to, and there are thousands of them, people that know you well in person this church, and people out in Metro Church Online, many of whom today are meeting you for the first time, I just want to say thank you for not giving up. What a fascinating woman. What an amazing story. I don't know about you, but I'm moved by hearing stories of other people's persistence against resistance. I wonder what resistance you are facing right now. I don't feel like I'm a professional preacher. I'm a pastor and my life is spent with people. Some of that is about great success and joy and great achievement. But it's also about walking with people through some of the valleys that they encounter in life. And I want to pray today for people that are facing things that are great opposition. Maybe your problems feel like they are too big for you even to start or you wouldn't know where to start. Or maybe you started, but the pressure, the burden, if you like, just became too much. And so little bit by little bit, you've begun to pause and now park. And I want to pray with people like that, particularly if this is in the area of your business. I'm going to be praying today, not that God will make your life easier, but that he'll make your life stronger. So often our prayers, and mine are included in this, so often my prayers are, God, fix this. Get rid of this. When perhaps sometimes I think I'd be better served by praying and saying, God, would you make me stronger in the face of this opposition, in the face of this difficulty? I believe that he will. I absolutely believe that the Holy Spirit can turn up and strengthen us from the inside out, giving us ideas, little promptings, suggestions, thoughts that might be the next step. Can I say this to you just before I pray? I've observed this over the years in counselling with people, spending time with them, that so often we don't take the next step because it's not the complete answer. We look at it and go, well, that wouldn't solve anything. But you know, often God is not giving us the next step because it's everything, but because it's something. What is the something God's prompting you on? Right now while I'm speaking, I know the Holy Spirit is dropping things in. Ring them up and apologize. Well, they wouldn't want to hear. Go buy flowers for that spouse. Yeah, well, that wouldn't solve it. You know, enroll in that course. Whatever it is 
that he's prompting you with right now. I know he's doing that right now. I know that he is right across this, this congregation today, wherever you are. I know that God is prompting you and saying, come on, here's your something. It's not everything, but it's something. And God wants us to graduate from just this little pull along that's so easy and say, what might he have us to do? I believe that great dreams and great fulfilment lie on the other side of the something I do now to bring strength to my life. Here's the prayer that I'm going to pray for you today. It's out of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Why doesn't he just get rid of the devil? I guess he could. But instead he says to me, be strong, put on your armour, verse 12, because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, why? What's the therefore? Because there's opposition. Come on, you know what I'm talking about today. Because there's challenges to your character. Because there's temptations that come to your life. Because there are obstacles against what God has called you to do. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. In other words, whatever it is, it's not enough to take you out. It's not good enough, strong enough, big enough, evil enough to be able to prevent you going forward into everything that God has for you. Let me pray with you. Then I'm going to be back in just 30 seconds or so to talk with people about it. How do I get started with God? I never tire of this. It's the greatest joy in my entire life is when I see someone start a journey with Jesus because I've seen over and over and over again how the people furthest from God, perhaps, people that never imagined that being a Christian could even be them. They think, oh, that's not me. That's for those people. No, Jesus died for you. He loves you. He wants to help you. Let me pray for strength first. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for every single person that's a part today of Metro Church Online. God, every one of us needs strength. I need it. We've all got obstacles and opposition, difficulties and challenges. So I'm praying today like Paul prayed in this verse in Ephesians, that strength would come to us from the Holy Spirit that we'd be able to stand, not just stand to resist, but stand to overcome. So I pray for my brothers and my sisters. I pray for the people that right now have got dreams that you need and want to bring to pass. People, Lord, that are facing issues of health or family, would you help us, Lord, to be strong, to see your will be done in our life. In Jesus' name. Make sure you let us know via the chat or 
via the ministry time or the text line, would you? Let us know about the answers God's bringing or maybe how this word is spoken to you. It'd be great. Before I go and hand over to Pastor Hayden for that though, let me just briefly chat to those of you who you haven't started a walk with God or maybe you started it years ago and lost your way. And today's the day where you know God is speaking to you and God's saying, come on, I want you back. I want you like the, the father who looked down the road waiting for the prodigal son to return. I believe God is waiting right now for many of you to say yes to Him and come home. He's not got a long list of all your sins that He's waiting to read out to you. He's like the father in that story of the prodigal. He's wanting to give you the kiss of relationship. He's wanting to put on you the new garments of right standing with Him. He's wanting to welcome you home into the family of God. And all it takes is a yes. Isn't that amazing? All it takes is why yes to God. Here in Metro, you can do that so easy by going to our yes text line, 0488 826 392. I know the number's up on the screen for you right now. 0488 826 392 if you're in Australia. If you're outside of Australia or you'd prefer to get this discipleship help via email, then go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. I know this past week, several people did that, including people from overseas. And it all fits on one screen of a smartphone, by the way. And that's a scripture, a different one every day for 30 days. Also included with it is a prayer. All fits on that one screen. And it's a prayer that I trust you'll pray out loud and make it yours as you begin a journey of relationship with Jesus. The number again, 0488 or yes.metrochurch.org.au. We're praying that you'll say yes. And we're praying that when you do say yes, we're praying that your life with God will grow and grow in an incredible way. I want to say thank you, Metro Church Online. God bless you. It's been great being with you. I'll see you somewhere soon.